Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Roots, and Tim Sway. <clears throat> Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 213 for December 11th, 2019. This week's top Patreon supporters are everybody, so I'm just going to read them out. Here we go. Uh, Aaron Lund, AC Nailed It, Al's Hack Shack, Ben Babasuthi, Brett Benson, Brian Arsenault, Camille Good, Chad from Mancrafting, Chet Schnitzler, Chris DeBoer, Chris McIntosh, Chris Ryan's Workshop, Christopher Pixley, Chuck Curtis, Creator Nader, Dan Stark, Daniel Dear Lord My Hands Hurt Sullivan, Danny Ollendorf, Daryl Cooksey, Darren Mattis, David Bellhorn, Dominic Bender, Eric Blanchett, Factotum Industries, G Customs, Gary Fuji, uh, Jeeves, Grant Paulson, that's Isotunes, uh, Greg Fitzgerald, which by the way, you should probably, should probably give it a little, give that one a bugle. Right, that's right, uh, because we always brand do the... Brand new. So we yeah, have a brand new. new top Patreon supporter, Isotunes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, Greg Mead, Greg Fitzgerald, Hugh Scott Designs, Paul Jackman, Jeff Shaw, uh, Jaron Clock, Jim Bashirs, Jim Marullo, well, the Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Nope. Joey Vargas, John J. Hilgers Jr., uh, Jonathan Gunson, Josh Frankel, Joshua Alexander, Klingspor. Do we say z or no? Just Klingspor, right? Klingspor. 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 Lakeside Woodcrafter, Laura Kampf, LiquidRC.com, Made by Connor, Make, Break, Repeat, Maker on the Move, Maker Geek, Marcus Hoffman, Marsh Wildman, Matt Valbracht, Matt Williams, twice for some reason, I'll take it, unless we got two Matt Williams, in that case, Matt Williams, uh, Matt Williams. the boys over at, Matt Williams, yeah. Matt Williams, Matt Williams, Matt Williams, that's a twofer, <laughs> uh, the boys over at, maybe I've said too much, Michael Bielner, Michael Bomarito, Nick Carruthers, Opposable Thumbs, Patty Gilstrap, Paul Conlin, Paul Mayette, Peter Nabbit, Phil Patrick, Philip Muller, Rachel Steele, Riley J. Davis, Rob Hamlet, Ryan Ridgely, Savannah Kramer, Scott Turner, Shane Bronson, Shimmering Trash Pile, Square Splinter, Stu Morrison, uh, Tim and Bill, uh, Turgworks, <laughs> Wesley Treat, and I'm never going to get this because these letters are... What are these letters? It's a uh, Austin Bjorndal. Say that, say, Bill. What, you know that one. I don't have it looking at it, but I think you did a marvelous job. Yeah, that's not right. Yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, that being said, thank you so much to all of our patrons. Mm. Uh, we love you guys so much, and we really, really appreciate the support. Yes, indeed. That was a quite a fantastic list, and we don't, we can't read it every week for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's oh. it's nice to be I, like I forget I hear these names it's like oh that's wow they're still there that's so uh, it's really really special and we really appreciate it yeah, yeah. There's, there's new people there's some of our old friends and, and just all you guys seriously um, mm. humbling every single time yeah so what are we working on let's go to uh, Tim Sway this week what are you working on um I am working on uh, I just I, I've been working on it for a few weeks, and I just finally launched the video. But I've got that new 3D printer from MakerMade, 
And um, we were talking about it, my, my little square part that I, I came up with. Yeah, I watched that one. Been, been seeing um, that, yeah. I and actually have already it, yeah. made them. It, it was, I, I, te- I launched my videos at midnight or like Sunday morning, Saturday night, however you want to look at it. And then I, you know, go to sleep or whatever. It's automatically happens. But so I woke up Sunday morning and one of the first things that I pick up my phone, one of the first things I see is that, <laughs> that these things were, were being made. Um, oh, God. SA Maker. I'm trying to remember his, his real name. I'm sorry, but SA Maker in uh, in Africa. Yeah, uh, he's South Africa. South Africa. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He uh, like I wake up to a guy in South Africa had holding one in his hand of this thing that I made. You know, what I mean, insane. it was just insane. It's Hugo, right? Yeah, Hugo. Uh, yes, yes, Hugo. Thank you, Hugo from SA Maker. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wake up to like Hugo like holding one like in Africa. Like you know, hey, I made this, which just like floored me. I was just you know, and it's been fun to see those kind of appear in the wild. So if you if you have a, a square. Uh, and you know, I, I highly recommend going. Uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, you'll find the, the links and stuff. Um, and, and making one of these. And if you don't have a 3D printer, like what I want this to be is sort of an opportunity, like uh, to meet other people. And I saw also in the comments there was one guy's like, "Hey, I'm in Denver. Anybody needs me to print one? You know, just come on and pick it up. I'll print one for you." Which I thought was awesome because I mm-hmm. I want to see this be like, become like a little adventure for people. You know, like to like to go learn something. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I have no interest in a three D printer. I never even, I don't even like. It's just not me. I'm old school. That's great. But you know, maybe there's maybe you could go to someone's house that's in the area that you know and, and see it in action and see if you still feel that way and and just you know experience something new. Whether you know you might walk away from whether like, they're yep. home or not. Yeah. Yeah. Whether they're home or not. I mean, everybody's got a brick. You know. Yeah. So, <laughs> but um, so I just thought that was really cool, and uh, and you, I want to thank you know, everybody Tim, for playing along. Uh, <clears throat> Phil and I don't want to take any credit for this, but you're welcome. You, but you will. <laughs> yeah. That's how um, we roll. Why yeah, are so we? Why? Why is it something we did? Uh, it's just his coattails would be like all curled up and wrinkly if we weren't standing on them, keeping them nice and pleatedly. You know, uh, it's like yeah. it's like keeping <laughs> them. If you yeah. weren't holding me back. <laughs> well, no, not saying holding we're riding you back, your coattails. keeping you yeah. grounded, Tim. There's a difference. Keeping yeah. you grounded. That's not holding yeah. you back. Yeah. Or slowing, slowing you down, you down yeah. a little. How yeah. you want to look but at it. But just enough so that you appreciate what you've got, right. which just is a, a couple of hangers-on. Yes. Uh, it's not a whole albatross around your neck. It's just, uh, just a couple, you know, a couple doves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seagulls. A couple yeah. of peregrine yeah, couple. falcons. Yeah. Right. Oh, I there like peregrine go. falcons. That sounds yes, pretty cool. Majestic. Um... See, and then other and other things I've been working on. Um, I finally finished my little acoustic guitar for Total Boat, and I'm going to go deliver that this week to them in Rhode Island. Oh, that's fun. Um, because I'm so late on it, I'm just going to just go drive it up there. <laughs> um, and uh, what else? Oh, I've, I've been getting Christmas orders in on my Etsy store, which, you know, Phil, I'm thinking about mm-hmm. just sh- I'm thinking about shutting the store down. Because well, I did. It, <laughs> I, I know you did. And it's... Yeah. I, it seems wrong to me to do that because I... You know, I'm not unemployed like you, so right. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> but, but no, because it is a source of income, and you know, a few hundred bucks, you know, coming in through it. But it's like 99 percent of the time, it's just, it's just like a headache. It's just like oh, I gotta stop what I'm doing to make an Othello board, you know. Yeah. Like, but um, so there's nothing wrong with that. That's evolution, man. That's just evolution, right? Yeah, I, mean, I just, but it's, it's like just growth. It is growth, and I'm not, you know me, I'm not afraid to, to make change. I'm not afraid to, to cut things off. But it's like, it is, there is a little soft spot in my heart for that site because that was yeah. really where the business started. So it's like... Right. It, oh, there was a soft spot in my heart for the $300 I was getting per box, but then you got to go and make it. Yeah, that's the part I don't like. Yeah, <laughs> me too. 
Because I like uh, hearing can, the cha-ching sound. <laughs> you can still have a, uh, like on your website, you can still have those same items available. People just have, they'll have to look for them more directly through you. And you don't have to put anything on your website that's not already made. So it's like, well, I don't have to, time. yeah. And that's what you know I, I mean? might, that's what I might do for Etsy again is like, like I went and I created some products like these little wooden signs that, um, right. and I, and I made them as simple as possible. So it's like a one router bit operation, you know? So I had like, like, uh, I sold a sign. Um, and, and so then I go and I grab a piece of, you know, I have all this like warbly old barn wood and I set it up and I go and I run and I walk away and like half the letters don't show in because the thing's so uneven. So I have to yeah. go find another one. So then I try, first I just try faking and going a little deeper to get it to etch, but then the ones in the middle are too deep. So I got to throw that away and grab another board. And, and it's just like next yeah. thing you know, you spend 20 minutes to make, you know, like just like Eight hunting bucks. through the wood pile. Yeah. To make $4 after shipping, you know, just like, ugh. but, um. Yeah, so I might, I might actually, I might actually bid adieu to that that site. I have my my store up and running, and people can. That's find what I'm it. saying. Your store, your fun, yeah. your your store is good enough for people to look at. They don't have well, to go see, to, Etsy my, to find Tim Sway stuff. Right, but my store's all just music stuff. Like, and I don't want to put anything in there that's not guitar or music related. You know what I mean? So, like, but then you don't again, have a you don't have another. You can't make another website that just has a uh, like I, a more I, generic like a company YouTube channel or. Yeah, sure, I could, you know, but um, I don't want to. <laughs> what about we just? I mean, websites what about, need to have. I tell you what, yeah. you know, I got this. Well, I, got I could this, add a Tim. store to timsway.net, but I, I was going to say I never did. You know, hold on for hmm. for uh, twenty five dollars a month for the top Patreon supporter of Reclaimed Audio. We'll just give you a shout out with your home address, and people can just write you directly. To keep your name out there. You want me to pay you to make my address public record? Yeah. Okay, that sounds like a great deal. Phil, what are you up to? (laughs) I'm so confused right now. Um, What am I up to? I am up to uh, work. I'm building this business, and uh, I've gotten a ton of support from the community, so I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who reached out. Uh, I'm going to keep it confidential right now, but I'm actually... I've got a call scheduled with... Um, you know, someone from the community who's thinking about actually implementing an ERP for their business right now. So that is nice. uh, super interesting. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and I haven't really gotten out to the shop at all because I've been consumed with this thing. Like I get down here to my office at 730 in the morning and, and I'll come up for air until about six o'clock every day. I had a great client meeting today. Um, anyways, this is not maker related, but just to say that mm. uh, that's what's been sort of consuming my life right now. That's awesome. Sure. Even though you're unemployed, you're even busier than you were before. Yeah. Is this the pre-show? Am I allowed to swear? No? Not allowed? No. no. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I still have been making uh, daily videos, though. I make these minute, minute and a half uh, videos for LinkedIn, uh, sort of just talking about the uh, the benefits of this specific ERP that I'm working with, and uh, at least that sort of keeps me going with the, uh, you know, I, I, I do like making, making videos. That's making, yeah. dude. So it's making. Can I ask you a question? When you do the video, you said you got a green curtain. Yeah. What do you put I, behind I, you for the green curtain? Uh, you know what? I I I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it. I don't like oh, using the green cheese, screen. But... So yeah. instead, what I do is I sort of have the video. I, I can show you guys here. I have the camera and a light set up right there, st- and that clipboard yeah, so serves like a as my. Uh, yeah. Well, the clipboard. Ser- I just put my daily whatever spiel that I'm going to be saying on there, kind of like a teleprompter. Mm. And it's just me in front of, and my monitor, my, I have a 27-inch monitor, it's over my right shoulder, and it's got my logo on it. So it kind of feels oh, like... perfect. Oh, good. You're talking to someone like a right at the desk. Like yeah. a studio, right. a little studio, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. 
So it, then, it feels um, more genuine. You put a shirt and tie on when you do it. What do you? Uh, I did it first, and now as long as I'm not wearing a hoodie, it's fine. Because you really only see me like kind of neck up. So right, but like right I now I can tell. I can tell you're wearing a t-shirt right now. I'm just saying maybe yeah. you should have a collar. Like just make sure you have a collar. I do sometimes. Usually I'm wearing a yeah. sweater. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. 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 So just it's yeah. good enough for Mr. Rogers. It's good enough for you. It's good enough for me. Good yeah. enough for me. Yeah. No, that's really cool. That's uh, that's interesting. It is it is yeah. fun and exciting to start a, a business. You know. Yes. Yeah. It is scary. fun and exciting. Super. Mm-hmm. Super scary, uh, but mm. uh, I got quite a few leads going, and uh, and like I said, the support from the community has been just like amazing. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, That's well, awesome. like like us, uh, there's no doubt. Again, give you a hard time, but it's, you're going to be great. You just that's who you are. So. Yeah, I mean, unemployed is a new employed. You know, it's it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Bill, are you doing anything? Are you keeping your project intact? What are you doing there? I I am I am done with that guitar. Uh, I've got you haven't everything. you haven't cracked under the pressure. I I've got everything. <laughs> I, I am cracked. I mean, it's like you know, uh, but I've got everything on film, so that's that's good. Now I have to do the edit thing, and um, yeah, I'm excited about that. So uh, I posted some pictures and give me a couple of days for editing purposes and uh, we'll check it out. So the idea is if everything works out like I want it to, um, the the body of the guitar uh, Heidi Jacobs made for me and it's got a dragon print on the front of it and I don't think she realizes that I'm left-handed because everything's set up on that box to be a right-handed guitar. Mm. So since I can't have it set up right-handed and actually play it, I <clears throat> excuse me. I flipped it around and I, I strung it backwards. And I to, for the video for the for the for the build, I I strung it backwards so I could play a little bit on it to get that part going. But now it's like you know what? I want somebody who's right-handed to enjoy it. So if everything goes well, I will uh, be sending this out to somebody who's right-handed. And I've got a little amp kit that I'll send with them. They can maybe build their own little uh, nine volt amp to to plug it in. I'll send them a slide and a pick and everything they need. So all they got to do is build the amp. That'll be fun, and then they can play this guitar. So if if everything again goes well, that's what's going to happen. So yeah, excited. Finally, that that uh, collab with Heidi Jacobs. Thank you, Heidi Jacobs, is uh, near completion. Shall we say? Hmm. We know we could say that. What happens if you don't want to use the amp? Can you just use it acoustic, or it doesn't work? It, it actually, it, well, not very loud to to practice on. Absolutely, it's still, it's a little tingy sounding, because okay. it's it's uh it's it's got the uh, magnetic strings on it or steel strings, um, because you don't want to use acoustic strings on it because the pickup wouldn't actually pick up the sound of the strings. So I get you. Okay. Right, but it actually does have a little bit of a tone to it. It's it's pretty cool. But no, it's made for a little amp. You plug it in, and it's fun. It's, it's absolutely fun. I um I built that amp, that same amp I built one of my videos a while back. Super simple. All you need is a container for it, a little speaker, and everything else is plug and play. It's like connect you know slot A with tab B, and mm-hmm. add a nine volt battery, and boom. So hmm. yeah, that yeah, I made one once before. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I have the kit. It's all, it's all, everything. The the electronics is all just pre-wired, ready to go. You just right. I mean, you could you could put it in like a soup can, or like you can make a fancy box for it. Whatever you want to do, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So anyway, there's that, huh? What do you huh. Think about Amazing. That there? I know. I, I think 
some things about that. So that's that's good. Um, this week's topic is brought to us by an email that was sent to me earlier today um, by a gentleman by the name of Phil, who's not me, but uh, another Phil. Turns out there's more than one. Uh, and his Instagram is sawdust in my beard. So I'll read just the first part of it. He goes, uh, hey, I just found this old steamer trunk on the side of the road, and I don't know how to properly reclaim it. Um, might be a neat mental exercise for an episode. I can't guarantee that I'll be able to finish reuse, otherwise put to good use anytime soon. But it's certainly a good launching point for conversation, uh, and I agree. So um, what, we, what we decided to call this episode was, can't save them all. Or can you? Wow. You know what that was? That was that, an Emmy nod for Best Supporting Actor that, for Bill Lutz right there. It's just as we practiced it. My, my voice is kind of like a verbal hug. <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking of verbal something, so you're right. Um, that, was, that was delicious. Um, so, anyways, long story short, I think we're all sort of, or a lot of us, and you know what, I'll just speak for myself. I feel almost a sense of responsibility every time I see something on the side of the road um, and guilt when I pass it by. So I wonder if other people feel the same way that like we're trying like almost I need to justify to myself mentally why I didn't pick up this piece of uh, you know otherwise trash from the side of the road. Do Do you guys feel that way? Do you feel like that you have to save everything you find? I, I think it's evolutionary. Uh, when you first starting out, I absolutely. When you have the opportunity, you grab everything. And we've been at it for a while now. So for me, it's like I'm still trying to get rid of stuff that I've, I've collected. But yeah, I still get those guilty pangs as I drive by. It's like, should I stop? I have a truck. I have a big truck. I could fit that so easily in my big truck. I have a truck. I should stop. And if you don't, if, if you don't, it's like, oh man, I should have stopped. And then the worst part is, is if you, you go down the road a little bit and you're like, you know what, the heck with it, I am going back to get it. And then you turn around and it's, it's gone. gone. It's yeah. gone. It's just like, oh no, and I have a truck. That's yeah, awful. by then you sucked yourself you into wanting it. Yeah, I have a big truck. But you know what, then I'd feel okay if I saw that it was gone because it meant that somebody else took it, which is great. Yeah. I yeah. I burden my own shoulders. It's my cross to bear every time I see mm. something that I feel like if I don't take it, it's going to the garbage. Like, it's my sole responsibility. Never mind the person who actually put it on the curb. <laughs> yeah. So um, I thought it would be interesting for us to play, like, a miniature um, imagination game with this. So, uh, for those of you who don't go back four years with us, um, the Imagination Game was a sort of a mental exercise game where we, uh, the three of us, would come up with three items that we would sort of kick over to the next person in, in our little virtual circle here and say, you know, what would you make with these three things? Um, and in this case, I guess it'll just be the one thing. It'll be the steamer trunk. And then after that, uh, Tim apparently has a whole bunch of stuff in his barn that he's going to use as practical theoretical for this Maybe. game we'll see how yeah how I, we can I, go I, with a steamer trunk right i have a few things up there that i like you were describing like saw on the side of the road and said oh, i should probably take that and then just, just you know no idea no necessarily you know use for it but i'm like oh that's really cool and then you know 10 years later like i have a lot of that kind of stuff that yeah, still has called insulation use, you know but uh, let's start with that so, trunk because um, i know that there's potential with that 
So if, um, if, if I may, I'd like to throw out, um, to give you an example of exactly what to do to make an amazing steamer trunk, check out Scott Turner's video. Look, look for it. He, he took a trunk and, and just blew it out of the water as far as what can be done. But what are something else maybe you guys can come up with other than uh, um, a table, right? My first thought was flipping it on its end and almost like a little mini fridge or something or a cabinet, you know, where the door opens out. Make some kind of a storage, a shelf, a whiskey cabinet. Tim, you've done a couple of those. Yeah, I was thinking like an end table. Like I'd take the door off altogether and just put in some shelves for rigidity and then just make it. Oh, yeah, like a, a side table. table. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. I mean, for something like that, like, I don't really want to cut into it too much. I'd kind of want to use as much of it as original as possible because that's where. The charm is, we just lost Tim, didn't we? <laughs> no, I'm still here. I just turned my camera off because my yeah. computer's a little glitchy. We, we've got ah, enough so, charm. Okay, I can hear you. And we don't need him. Yeah. So, oh, are you back? Where are you? Hopefully. Uh, no, what? I'm. I'm. I'm here. You, you can't hear me. We can hear okay. you. Like yeah, I'm here. I just God. turned my camera off to try to help. <laughs> oh, can you um, just text Gwen to turn off Netflix? I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what's going help. on? It didn't it help, help, so now I just I just turn my camera off for a minute until my computer catches up or whatever. So, but I'm I'm here. Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah. So I was saying, you know, something like that. Yes, it was going to the garbage anyways. But no, I don't want to destroy all of the character and just harvest its materials like it's some kind of a, you know, organ transplant. I really do want to maintain as much of the original spirit as possible and so i, so, I agree with what you with uh, what bill said just sort of yeah, using it more of an upcycle as opposed to a recycle or a reclaim yeah yeah it's like more a of an thing. Yeah. yeah and you could even do it with because likely that side is not going to be perfectly flat you could put up some some risers on each of the corners with some like rubber grommets and put a piece of glass on top mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right what about you know, I mean, just what, restoring it back to a trunk? Maybe put some wheels on it, turning it into a toy box, or uh, uh, what do you call this? Like a cedar box for blankets, or something like that. Actually, yeah, kind of using it for its original purpose, but maybe just you know, up in the game a little bit. I don't. I can't see myself actually using that. If I'm being honest, like everything that we put away for the winter or for the summer or whatever goes in these big Rubbermaid bins, and uh, you don't yeah. need to line that with cedar because no moths are getting in there. It's airtight. <laughs> What about what about a toy box though, like for the kids? I don't know. One of the fond memories I have uh, from a, a, being a kid was I had a toy box at the foot of my bed. That's you know like a chest for blankets, but that's where all my toys went. And I kind of remember, it was kind of cool. Yeah, that wouldn't go with any of our stuff though. Oh. Anyway, but I think I think you'd really enjoy this trunk. I think you should make the most of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> all yours. <laughs> Well, yeah, Actually, I mean, it I was d- saying I, I have one, so I, 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 that's a future project. I have it stored at work. It's just an old, uh, somewhat akin to a footlocker, but it's more of like a storage box, old army thing with the writing on it and stuff. It's kind right. of neat, so that would yeah, be I mean, cool. I would take that and I would make that into like a storage unit for my office, like an army thing, like that. I find cool. Yeah, but. yeah. Hmm. It depends upon the condition it's in and and how. Um, you know, I mean, if it's, like, for the kids' room, if it's, like, got all covered with lead paint that's chipping off and stuff, maybe it's not the best fit for, like, the toy box, you know. But, um, absolutely, there's no reason why you, you can't continue to use it. I mean, sometimes that stuff's cool. My coffee table is my my great-great-grandfather's, or my great-grandfather's 
um, toolbox, like you oh, know, yeah. yeah, you know. And um, I had a, <laughs> I had a, a box I found on the side of the road. It was a, a wooden box that would someone had painted, and um, I just picked it up because it looked kind of cool. And I started scraping away at it, and I actually had this like kind of western scene, this sort of nineteen fifties looking painted scene on it. And it was like obviously like a hmm. kid's toy chest um, that someone had painted over at some point in time. And I managed to chip away some of the paint and get to the uh, the original art that was on it. And uh, it's up in my loft now with the other stuff I don't use. <laughs> it's kind of cool looking. <laughs> and then one time I had a client that had their grandfather's World War II trunk. It was a flat-topped, you know, trunk. And um, they wanted to have it in the house so they could see it, but it was like they were afraid of it deteriorating. So I just put it on a very basic angle iron steel frame with four casters under it and put glass on top of it. And, uh, and there, there you go. So now, I think standard, yeah. Right. So I think I, one of the things we discussed, they wanted it low, so we ended up just putting the glass right on top of it. But one of the things we discussed in the design was for me to make that frame uh, like a cage around it so the glass wouldn't be on top of it and you could actually open it. We were discussing ways of making yeah. it open, but they decided right. they didn't want to mess with it. They just wanted to preserve it, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. There's a, a lot of people take like apothecaries and do that now, right? That's kind of popular. Um, yeah, yeah, all the little drawers are kind of cool. Yeah. And, uh, what about, so last, last idea for this trunk, or unless you guys have something else, um, what about an actual, like, a, a toolbox or a tool chest where you can, you know, like a machinist tool chest is kind of nice. It's got mm-hmm. a lot of little drawers and stuff. Jimmy's made, I don't know how many cool tool chests, you know, in like three minutes, and they're awesome because he's Jimmy Dresta, but something like that, maybe out in the shop, you could actually use it too. If you have a more of a tidy shop, I don't know if it would go with my decor of whoa what happened in here um yeah something if you have a tidy shop that'd be a neat tool storage box or tool chest maybe put some dividers yeah, they have in those it. they have those dutch tool chests right so that could be right. interesting but just as a side note you know that jimmy speeds up those videos right he's not actually making the, anything in three minutes what yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah that could be interesting i think you'd have to reinforce it substantially yeah but it's it's, yeah. it's upcycling it into something more useful that has more value than just what you found to begin with. But I have to tell we... you, I like I like the tool wall. I don't like putting tools away. I like the tool wall. Having the space to do what you really want, though, is somewhat of a luxury. Maybe my shop. You is have not a big. tiny, tiny space. I know you have a tiny, yeah, tiny. Uh, space. It's not a massive space, but. Uh, but regardless, even if I had the small corner of an apartment, I'd still want whatever hand tools I was using, because I guess that's all I'd be restricted to, on the wall. I like having it at, at, at hand all the time and just putting it back, knowing that sort of having a space for it on the wall makes me put it back, because I don't like that spot, spot to be empty, you know? Like, I don't know. I, in that case, I think the OCD is good. But I feel like I interrupted Tim. What were you saying? Uh, I forgot. I'm just still thinking about your tool wall, and uh, I'm sorry you have these problems. But <laughs> yeah. um, no, I wanted to, before we moved away from this and talked about other stuff. I wanted to see if we could get kind of funky with it. And right now we're kind of just looking at you know pretty practical things like it's it's a box, right? So we're talking yeah. about you know you know finishing the box or putting the box on its side or whatever. What about what are some other things? Could we really like hack this thing up and yes. make it? Yes, in fact, make, I was we, thinking make it like a out. lamp, right? You not, know, not a lamp. How about mm-hmm. check this out. If it's good looking enough, or if you can if you can uh, um, restore it enough to make it visibly appealing, why not take it and just blow it apart and hang it on the wall? So the front, the back, the side, kind of like a cardboard box that you unfold. You know what I mean? You're talking about deconstructing it. 
deconstruct yeah. it and then making that like a focus piece on the wall. If it, if it's good, that'd be big. Enough. That'd be big. It'd be mm. big, but it well it depends upon how big the box is too. I mean, it could like, be a really cool art installation. That would be right. very cool. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, Maybe backlight it a little bit too, so it's sort of like, or I'm right. like, I mean, like, like, like Pandora's box like exploded. Display, yeah. yeah, this display yeah. of this this trunk that's now, uh, and if you took every piece off the wall, you could actually put it back together like a puzzle. You know what I mean? I'm very impressed with that idea, Bill. I have to tell you, I think that's really really cool. <laughs> that's a good idea. No, I mean that sincerely. That's a really yeah. cool idea. That's literally thinking outside the box. <laughs> Ooh, look at you. Um. The other thing I would do with it, because my imagination seems to be more limited than Bill's, I would, um, I would take the sides and just sort of cut cut them up into, uh, into strips of let's say twelve inches wide by however long it is, and turn them into shelves. Hmm. Hmm. Just like floating shelves. Yeah, that'd be cool. Actually, yeah. So it, it, almost like what Bill was saying too. What if you just yeah you slice that thing up and then assembled it on the wall, so the they go together, but then you're putting stuff in between the spaces of the box rather than in the box. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if Exploding you look at it from the floor, it would it, look yeah, like laying, the whole box, but if you look at right. that on, you yeah. see and nothing a, but and negative the shelves space. and spaces. Yeah, that might be kind yeah. of fun. And you could, you could insanely cool. set the depth of it, right? So maybe it's not the full, you know, 18 inches out, but, like, right. you know, it's six inches out or something. That'd be yeah. interesting. I was thinking about hanging it from the ceiling uh, as a chandelier-type light, right? And so putting it... um cutting it in half or maybe less than half and putting it like the the top on the ceiling but having a million holes in it and a light on inside it so or or you know I'd, I'd have to experiment with the light in the room but to have slices or whatever to make sort of cool lights and shadows all over the ceiling yes. you know if, yeah. if you did if you made that uh, I can imagine taking like the bottom portion of the box right and make it look like that's sticking through your ceiling like somebody took that box and just shoved oh, it yeah. through the ceiling. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. So only the bottom is sticking out, and then have light coming through that. Right, right. Or that's sick. Yeah, I was thinking of having it upside down, so it was like the top, and maybe even having the top open, like open a couple inches. You know, so there's like a so it'd be like kind of on one side would be a, this a, huge beam, a, a skewed, skewed. Yeah, a skewed. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like again, maybe in yeah. uh, um, Dorothy, you know, the tornado. That box shoved, got shoved up into the ceiling, and now the the lid is open. Lights coming out of the box. Ooh, ooh, let's go Inception and have the bottom of it in the <laughs> ceiling, and have the top of it coming out of the floor as a coffee table, right? Ooh, so it's like in, so it's like Inception, like you're in the middle of like some alternate. It's a video matrix. game called Portal, where you, right? You've heard of the video game Portal? Yes. No. I, I've Nothing. heard of it. I don't. You shoot two portals, and then anything that goes into the one comes out the other. So that's oh, the way. Oh, gotcha. So, and then mm. I think it's the in portals are orange and the out portals are blue or the other. Anyways, so you'd backlight the item with that. Orange Anyways. and blue, yeah. yeah. Serious question. You guys microdosed on a little bit of LSD to get this creative tonight, correct? <laughs> you know where I got this inspiration from? The $125,000 banana. Um, oh, yeah. I, You're meant tell, to yeah, eat I, it, by the way. They just replace it. Yeah, I know, but I'm I, I'm still saying I don't, that's just not art. I don't care what anybody says. That's somebody but, that has so much money that they could just brag about the fact that they paid somebody to duct tape a banana to the wall. That's it. See, but art isn't art is isn't the actual object. Art is the conversation no. around the object. Uh, that's I, I don't care, man. I, I I'm down. I I think some of the the really uh, peculiar, amazing, unique, odd things that you make Tim are absolutely art they might not have any real function in the world other than it's amazing and I want to talk about them and you're an artist 
Duct taping a banana to the wall is not art, ever. We're talking about it right now. I exactly. I someone know, someone came up with the art. idea. Not only are we talking about it, the whole world is talking about it. Yeah. Uh, agreed, but you know what we also talk about? When like a, a bear breaks into somebody's cooler and eats all their sandwich meat. And that bear well, you, is an artist. You, you eat that. You talk about that. I don't talk about that. <laughs> Just saying. That's not a, but anyway, if, if they can do that with a banana, I can shove a footlocker through the ceiling and make it look like a portal table. Hey, this is Tim after the fact. At this point in the show, I experienced some technical difficulty and I got dropped from the conversation. So here's what I was saying. I mean, I've said it many times on this podcast. The, the Imagination Game episode was my favorite one of my favorite episodes um and the reason is is that uh, creativity is a muscle and the more you exercise that muscle the, the stronger it gets and that's why doing things like this that's where that creativity comes from and here's what the other two were saying uh-oh hope you're not still talking tim because i can't hear you although everyone at home will be able to hear him because he's recording his probably side of it. And so, for us, for us, yeah. it's like he froze in this perfect little pose. He looks like he's saying something important, but we know that's yeah. not true. So, No. He looks yeah. like he's looking off camera to like a stagehand, perhaps, yeah. who's like, and he's just going like, line? <laughs> line? No? Um, I'd like for him to come back because I think we've run its course with this uh, steamer yeah, I'd truck. Like I'd, like know, to I'd like to know what's up in his little uh, storage room there. We can play this game with some of his other stuff. Hey now, hey now. I'd like that. I'd like that. I feel like he doesn't. He didn't. He say one time that he had like an airplane wing. Uh, not a wing. I think he has the. Uh, oh, maybe it is like, a wing. But yeah, he's got airplane parts up there from that show like, he did. I feel like he's back now. Is he back now? No, he's gone no, altogether. He actually left. He just he left the convo. Left. Yeah. What left. would you? Let's pretend he did have. Um, let's pretend like he did have an airplane wing, and let's pretend. I have. I have. I have one too. Do you have something? I'm thinking. I'm picturing in my head like something like like from the 30s, like a DC nine. You know, like that. It would be like stainless steel with rivets. Right. I do. I have. It's aluminum, not stainless steel. Um. Uh, that's what you're thinking of. The de- they're made out of aluminum. They were aluminum. Okay. Yeah. Well, because I was thinking it was very shiny. Maybe I'm thinking yeah. of like something. No, Anyways, no. That's right. the look. It, it looks like yeah. The the look. There was a company a while back that made uh, office furniture out of that stuff. Yes. Really. So that's cool what I was thinking. Stuff. I was thinking like yeah. an executive desk made yeah, from exactly. like a wing. Yeah, and they charged probably that thirty or fifty thousand dollars for it and put it in some and, corporate boardroom. At least, but I feel like do you think were those real or they were just made to look? No, no, no. They were actual airplane parts. They the show that I saw, they actually went to these airplane graveyards and they dissected some of these things and took them back. And then it was like, kind of like that. Uh, and here's where we got things back up and running again. Thank you for your patience. Um, we're just picking up where we left off here real quick because we got uh, we got Tim got. Uh, <clears throat> the brunt of some kind of technical difficulty but basically we we're talking about uh, the next thing that we would reclaim reuse recycle re something right and uh, so bill and i were talking about airplane wings because you said i think you said one time that tim you have a uh, airplane parts up there in your loft is that right yes yeah i do because I, I when i did that tv show a few years ago we had a small um it was a uh a Beechcraft Bonanza was the name of the, uh, the craft. It was like a six-passenger plane that 
we we tore apart and i took like every piece home i could get in my truck when we were done filming because they were just like literally gonna throw it away uh so i had like this six foot tall section of the fuselage like the roof section okay. so if you picture if you picture like it's a it's a cylinder right i have like half a cylinder about six feet tall uh that has like the windows of like the passenger compartment and um it's it's not very deep, but I mean it's almost like coffin size. Maybe like two people could like lay in it or something. Hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of ideas for that. I just need a customer for them. <laughs> How many so people do you what? think want like a coffin with a view? Mm, side view <laughs> coffin. Yeah. Well, one of the ideas we had w- when we cut it was we were thinking it'd be kind of cool to make like some kind of little clubhouse like bed type thing in there or something, but. Hmm. But uh, I want to make it a, so, so it goes up against the wall and it's like shelving unit, but you access the shelves from the side through the windows instead of, and then the front oh. is all mirror polished. You know, that's always been my dream. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Or you could make a personal submarine. You just need a bottom half. Yeah, and something in the windows. Glass oh, there's no glass sort. in there? Yeah. Oh, I, actually, I have part of the nose, too. I have the windshield. And uh, not cone? the nose, uh, not you the nose the cone. You got the bubble, right? The I have the bubble of the windshield, which is shot, and then a little bit of that too. I forgot about that, and I have some like other parts. I have like what broken piece of landing craft. What, what, landing what else do you got up there? What so other? no wings. But, uh, no, we used all the wings on the show. Um, eh. Yeah, I know. What else do I have up there? I have um, well, I, I have two. Jeez, uh, I guess they're like a fiberglass type material chairs from a bowling alley that went out of business in town. Um, that I yes, always thought would be kind of cool. Yeah. You know, to to do like a chair with, but I just never really got any original idea for them. Um, I had that toy box we were talking about, which we came up with some cool ideas for. I have a whole bunch of those horrible, and we had one of our listeners uh, the horrible plastic tool cases. We've complained about those before. When you buy a tool yes. and it comes in that molded mm-hmm. case, it's only good for that tool, but none of the accessories that you would need with it. So it's just useless. Um, I have I a have lot one of one that I've been dying to do something with. Like I feel like I could just cut out all of the molding with like a Dremel tool. Right, and put and in make some it. like some of that kaizen foam or something, and yep. But I can't mm. think of another tool that I'd want to put in there. Mm. That's that's the problem. It, it'd be tools like you'd want to store. Like I have a a really nice chisel set that I do not open up paint cans with. I've actually never used them for anything because mm-hmm. they're nice. Um, maybe something like that where you'd make nice a, display. A, but a, I wouldn't want to put that in like a Black and Decker Spitfire case. You know what I mean? I'd want it for the protection of the, the <laughs> case because those cases yeah. are kind of indestructible if you dropped yeah. it. If you have Kaizen foam in there with it. Uh, I, I, oh, no. what, what I mean is that like if I had some nice like Stanley Sweetheart chisels I wouldn't want to put them in like this cheap plastic molded case. You know what I mean? I'd want to build like a nice wooden display case for them. Or, oh yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. more, more uh, uh, practical. For sure they'd be protected. No question. Here, here's something I have, and it's 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 simple. And let's see what you guys think about this. This is imagine an Alhambra water bottle, but it's made out of aluminum, and it's pretty old. Uh, what does that mean, Alhambra? Hmm. You know, an, uh, uh, like a, a five gallon water jug that you put upside down in the office. Yeah, plastic. Oh yeah, water. yeah. Alhambra is made of metal in America. I have one that's made out of aluminum. Okay, yeah, it's the same size, same shape. Yeah, I don't know. I, I doubt if it was a water jug. I don't know what it was. But same size, same shape. It's just aluminum, and it's it's kind of old. Other than polishing the heck out of it, and making it a giant lamp vase. Always, or when lamp. in doubt, it's a lamp. You know, it's always yeah, a lamp when in doubt. Or or like Tim said before, drill like a thousand holes in it oh, and turn it into a chandelier. Go. Turn mm-hmm. it into a shade for lamp ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or no, I actually like the chandelier better, hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. 
And if it, you know, if it were polished up too, it, it would be interesting. I don't think I, for that, I don't think I'd drill a million holes. I think what I would do is I would drill like a half a dozen large holes, uh, like so you could put inside like it. Like a seventies um, retro. Right, you and also so you cut it into sections, like two, so it would end up being two or three sections that kind of expand out, and then you'd oh, put like some a spring. Space. Oh yeah, that'd be cool, like a spring, like yeah, a, like, like a spi- like a barber, spiral. like a barber shop. Mm. Uh, yeah, a spiral, yeah. or just cut them clean and then put some yeah. spacers in between those levels. Oh, Little I see. Chains or something, yeah, yeah, or even like a plexiglass circle, so you can make it solid again. Maybe like maybe remove sections of it in random patterns yeah. and replace them with plexiglass. But um, yeah, I was thinking like the, if the you had the holes, part, you, you get because you would get the light reflecting off the outside and the inside if it was all right. polished, you know. I think that would be like somewhere. really nice for a display, but not super practical light. No, See, the, the more imagination you can have to to really think about things, it becomes much more art. You know what I mean? Less practical, more art, because you have that freedom to play inside your head. What what if we did this? What if we did that? Is that? Mm. But with so, one of the constraints for it to have practical light, then it could still be very creative, but also practical. Yeah, there's a balance. Yeah. But no, uh, the, I thought of two things when you said that bottle. I mean, because I love aluminum and I love making guitars. <laughs> and I <laughs> so love one booze. of them is what? Oh, uh, uh, um, I like gold. <laughs> Sorry, smoking a pancake. There's yeah, there's a bogenablitz. There's a guy on. Um, uh, I saw a video on YouTube years ago of he took one of those plastic water coolers and he made it like a bass guitar out of it. Where he a diddly bow, yeah. Yeah, but it was like he would he put his arm inside the bottle, like the neck went through the inside of the bottle, oh. and it sort of bounced around. So that might be kind of cool. But then it's it's also it's probably already basically a drum. So you could also right. do like a um like they call them like a hang drum. It's almost like a um oh, uh, the, suspended the kettle kettle drums. But you you, yeah. you you can cut the metal to certain sizes and, and get different notes and so you hit different spots on it and what what if you split it what if you split it in half and mm. make like a uh, uh, not not half this way but like two halves you know like a mirrored yeah and right? then make it a and then, yep. like a slap. And then make it a, a guitar body yeah you could do that too that'd be cool um, that would right? be very cool so yeah. you'd have to put like a wooden top on the half but the the, the, the an acoustic body because you have that that oh, like a um, it would really like an ovation, gu- like an ovation yeah. guitar. They used to make those plastic backs with the wood tops on them. Yeah, but it'd be yeah. A I mean, I'm thinking of like a uh, like a yeah. mandolin looking thing, where or yeah. a gourd. You know, you see people cut gourds. Yeah, like a back lute. in the day. Yeah, like, like a, a lute. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> a lute by lutes. Yeah. The lute. That'd be fun. It'd, it'd be um, you know, I'm thinking like a yeah, like a washed up bass type thing almost too. You know, with it, uh, mm-hmm. might be kind of interesting. Uh, no, just the, just the fact that it's aluminum makes it interesting to me because I love aluminum and you can polish it up like a mirror or you can do like I never have the patience for that. I just go to the mat. <laughs> but, yeah, sandblast it. Yeah, but Maybe I, yeah, I love the look of aluminum. Send it to you then. Have you do something cool with it? Let if me it ask you this. Here's shows a practical up here. question though: If you mm-hmm. were gonna split it in half like you're suggesting, like lengthwise, yes. you would need for it to be like perfectly flat, right? So you could match up that empty space with a piece of wood. Yeah, how would you I, make that like how would you cut it in half in the first place and how would you I make would, it perfectly flat uh, well it doesn't have to be perfectly flat you, got, we're you don't want to flat it. Yeah. If, if you cut if you cut it just draw a, a line on it use a string anything you can and then use a use an angle a, grinder a, angle grinder to Sawzall. cut it yeah. and then you take a 2x4 you put 
uh, sandpaper on the two mm-hmm. by four, and you can use that to cross both sides, both edges. Mm. To, that's to how level. that's how acoustic guitars are made. Yeah, that's yeah. how I do it. Like the double bass, I did the same thing. Yeah, but um, yeah, you know the problem with something like that. If you were to send it to me, big laser. Yeah, big metal cutting laser would be awesome. A shark. I mean, it has to be like a. It would have to be like a fourth axis laser to be able to cut a bottle like that. No handheld. (laughs) Handheld lasers, yes. Or a phaser, a phaser. Handheld shark with a laser on it. Handheld shark, Um, yes, of course. But. But the problem with that, like, if you were to send that to me, you know what would happen is I would never do anything with it because I would have that, like, I, I wouldn't, I, there's so many ideas, I wouldn't know which one. And it's the same problem with the, my, my airplane part. And I also have Gib, our buddy Gib Clark, sent me one of those because you remember you made that, that light thing with the, yeah. out of the old lamp? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Gi- the giant industrial light. So he gave me one of those. And it's the same thing. It's like, I, like, oh, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this, and I can never, like, settle on an idea. And that's part of the problem I have with some of the things that I sort of hoard. Is that I can never yeah. decide like what it's worthy for, and I figure like when start, I know, I'll you know. You start but. focusing more on musical instruments, and you'll make stuff out of everything. Because I think that's that's where your head's at now. So instead of worrying about making a lamp, turn that Gib Clark thing into a drum, or turn the airplane wing into a guitar. That's a that's a brilliant idea. Oh, turn wait, it into a speaker. I was teasing him because he's already made a bass out of an airplane wing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a guitar. It was the the tank, the gas tank on the end of the wing. But yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Turned into a speaker. A speaker, speaker would be kind of interesting. It'd probably be loud a, an and amp. tinny. An amp. Yeah. yeah, you could make it into a passive speaker. Yeah, it might. I don't know if it would work for that. I don't think it would ring enough. But I like that idea a lot. And someone was talking to me. Like uh, they used to make violins like that. That had a that had the gramophone horn off of it instead of a body. Um, yeah. Someone mentioned that in a comment on one of my videos. Like, hey, make one of those. I figure what they're called. And uh, I was like, oh, that'd be kind of fun, actually, to do a guitar like that with, like, a big gramophone horn off of it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it would be. It would be. That's why we call them the Grammys. Hot tip. Bam! That yeah. was great. That was yeah. great. Yeah. This week's tip segment, The Obvious by Phil Pinsky. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that was a fun episode. That was a fun episode. Yeah, sorry about the the drop in the middle of it where my my world shut down. But uh, hopefully, hopefully by the time everybody's listening to this, I'll have edited it together so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're kind of like a master at that now, so I, I have no doubt that it's going to be seamless. Why? It's been a while since we've messed up. Quite a while. Um. Didn't we have a problem not too long ago with you, Phil? Actually, like three episodes ago. Seems you unlikely. Out? Probably not me. Yeah, I think you dropped yeah. out. Like there your was a, connections. Was something happened. I don't think so. That doesn't sound yeah. like me. No, it's mm. usually you. Mm. Back then, pretty like much it's you. Mm. Mm. Agree to that. disagree. You, you got all this time on your hands now because you're unemployed. You can come <laughs> back on that. And, I uh, wonder if it it was that time you forgot to click record for 45 minutes, Bill. Maybe you're thinking <laughs> that one. <laughs> oh, I remember that one too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I <laughs> or then there's the time where you were just stopped. You click stop and forgot about it for 45 yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's how it was, that was a really good episode. Um, we don't because need we to just, continue down this road. It's okay. I think we should we, move past this now. We just took all the conversations that Phil and I had that, and just your interruptions weren't there. So it was actually a really good episode. Oh yeah. yeah. Except the problem was that it was like uh, it was like twelve minutes because right because there wasn't forty five minutes of Bill screwing everything up. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. But you know, See, here's here's the positive side to all of that. You're there's welcome. a positive side. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
let's read the iTunes review reviews. Uh, okay. There's an American uh, one, and it looks like there's actually a Canadian one as well. There's two American ones, and uh, one I, I want to read. I want to read the long one. Okay. Oh, so the... Okay, fine. So let me see. Did we ever read this one, then? I don't know. I yeah, can't okay, see we it. did. Sorry, there was a UK one. I was seeing if we read that one, but we did. So there's one from Dave Bauer. I guess, Bill, you want to read that one? Sure. These three guys always have fun, have a fun conversation and make you really think about creativity and how to look at your projects from a new direction. They're still making it. And that was from Dave Bauer Dave, Art. Dave Bauer Dave, Art. Dave Bauer. Long-time supporter just, and friends. Yeah. Yes, Dave Bauer is just amazing anyway, and we love you, Dave, and you're always out there, and you're always a voice in the community, and hugs. Hugs. <laughs> here's, okay. a, um, here's a Canadian review by BMR Reviews, and the title is Best Podcast Ever. Oh, this sounds promising. Like um, I took a few months uh, break from listening, that's awful, and was nervous about returning to find everything changed, but you guys are still rocking your conversations and making me laugh. Thanks for spreading sweetness and light, especially in the dark time of the year. Mm. Thank you, BMR Reviews. That was uh, that was really nice. Thank you. Maybe he's from Alaska. It's that time of year where it's just always dark. That's here, too. <laughs> That's here, too. So it's like yeah. sunrise at like 7 a.m. and sunset at 4.30. Yeah. Uh, it starts getting dark around quarter of four right now, which is just, like, yeah. miserable. Yeah. But, um... Okay, uh, so this is uh, Master Class in Chops Busting by Dan S. at Landimal, and I love that name, Land. It's like Land Animal, <laughs> Landimal. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. But uh, this this one I thought was really special, um, because it, it validates what we do, even though it, what we do probably doesn't deserve validation. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, these guys. These guys every week deliver a great podcast that will make you reevaluate every dumpster you drive by and everything you're about to toss out. What you might miss at first is that this podcast is a masterclass in how to properly bust your buddy's chops. I didn't say, beep, this is a clean podcast. <laughs> They'll riff on each other, diss each other, uh, but stop and genuinely help each other out with some amazing tips based on experience. Since I wrote my first review over a year ago, I've since started using this podcast with my son, who is on the autism spectrum. When the guys rip on each other, they will pause the pod. Uh, we will we will pause the podcast and break down how they are joking and are still friends, even though they are saying something mean. He's learning more than making from this podcast. Quick note: their Patreon is totally worth it, but they swear more than a sailor with Tourette's that just got his hand stuck in a door, <laughs> which is accurate. Now it is great fun, but don't share that part with my son. Keep up the great work. I thought that was a, that was a just good one. A, a, yeah. um, I love thank the you, idea. Man. Yes, thank you very much. I love the idea that our our um, dysfunction is is helping someone function. <laughs> well said. Um, well said. And, and and for the record, we do swear like like drunken sailors slamming our hands in a door uh, with Tourette's in the pre-show, but we do that by design. Yes, it's meant to be a behind-the-scenes, mm. you know, a slightly more adult version. Yeah, but if you come on, we gotta admit too that we really don't normally speak that badly. We're just trying to play like we're, you know, pre-show rough and tumble guys, and we're. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I swear more in the pre-show than I do all week. Yeah, like well, yeah. I I try not to swear all week so I can swear in yeah. the pre-show. Yeah, you gotta you save up. Right. Yeah. But yeah. But thank you. Thank you very much, Dan, for that. That was really nice to hear. I'm glad that, that you that was that really with cool, us. Dan. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. That, um, weekly tip segment. I have something that sort of builds off of what Tim, I mean, sorry, what Bill had said earlier about um, gluing some sandpaper to a 2x4 to sort of flatten. You can do that for 
like a ton of stuff. And what I've done before is like a long piece of like um, plywood scrap, and then um, you know you put on some like 80 or 120 grit on there with some spray adhesive, and I'll try to put like a little bit of weight on top of it as well. And then you just sort of bring it back and forth over the top of a box to flatten it. Um, and that, that's worked really well for me uh, to sometimes, because I don't know, sometimes when you, when you cut a box open, for whatever reason, it doesn't come out perfectly flat. Maybe, I don't know, there was a little bit more spring or give in the wood because it, it released some tension. And then all of a sudden it's not perfectly flat anymore. So I, I'll do that trick and that works really well. The other one is to put a whole bunch of sandpaper down on a very flat surface with spray adhesive. And then you could rub the whole box against that, but that's a lot of sandpaper. So when you, when you say sometimes when you cut a box open, you're talking about when you build a box, you don't build it two halves. You build a, a box that's... Or a top and a bottom, all as a sealed thing. Top and a bottom, thing. and then yeah. you run it through the table saw, and it creates two halves, and then you hinge it. Right. Okay. Sometimes. Sometimes I will purposefully build it with a, with a lid. Actually, all the ones that I did for Etsy, I built lids and boxes only because they were big and they needed, like, a beefier lid. So I, I couldn't do that. Sliding lid, too, wasn't it? Um, one of the first boxes I ever made was a sliding lid, but no, I've not made those very often. Oh. But, yeah. uh, but yeah. Anyway, so that was a tip. I don't know if you guys have one that you want to toss out there. No, I like that one. That was a good one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have one that's, that's just, uh, kind of a, a little one. Um, just, I, I, I hate setting up my sprayer, like to, to, you know, I have a, what is it, uh, the... Uh, low pressure. I forget what the the letters are for the sprayer. With HVLP. The low pressure. Yes, HVLP. High velocity, low pressure. High volume, High volume low, pressure. low pressure. Yeah. High volume, low pressure uh, sprayer. You know, connects to the air compressor. Um, I hate setting it up because I hate cleaning it. It's like you know, like you put a little thing out and you spraying water through it. I always feel like it's such a some like when I'm doing like one, I have like one guitar or whatever. I just like I'll just I'll do a brush finish. I'll put the timing in. But uh, just on my total book guitar, the first one I did because I, I I built two of them because I wasn't happy with the first one, so I built another one. Um, and the first one I did a brush finish and it came out great. But there was this little spots around the bridge where I like I had to get the brush around it. And you could just see that little like kind of brush mark right in the corner where you couldn't really. And so I, the second one I was like, and actually Jeff Shaw was at my shop using my laser, and I was like, you know what? I'm like I'm just gonna go set up the sprayer. And just and just cowboy up and spray and oh my god it is so much better than a brush I don't know what's wrong with me I don't know why I still <laughs> waste my time with brushes and I say it was yeah. the same finish it was their same halcyon um, you know I just used this but, oh. and it, it was like the I just I, it took me one day because that stuff dries pretty quick and I just I set up a little like tarp and I and I put a space heater underneath to just keep it kind of warm because it's winter and it's cold on the other side of the wall and I just went over every half hour 45 minutes and sprayed it. And I brought the and, I, and and you know that was it for like six or seven times and I was like done and it was perfectly even. It's beautiful. Yeah. So don't don't be a don't be a wimp, cowboy. Just do it right. Like I, one of these days I'm gonna learn to just do it right the first time. You know. I, I have a quick tip too. I think uh, anytime you're recording a podcast and you have internet troubles, don't call <laughs> to get it repaired during the podcast, just in case something goes haywire. That is a hot tip. Yeah. Keep that one in mind, guys. Yeah. Love you, Gwen. <laughs> Does Gwen still listen to the podcast? Uh, maybe not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice. That was an underhand lob. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, um, what, are you okay. what are you into? What are you into? What Phil? grabbed your attention this week? 
Um, you know what grabbed my attention this week is um, the ability to go get Christmas shopping out of the way quickly. Um, it's just that time of year, and, and Casey and I, we were not, we're not. I've made a few things for people, um, but we want to just knock out some shopping. And, and if you go, this it sounds kind of weird. What got my attention? It's one of the first times where I just we made a list. It was very concise. We went there, we bought what we went there for, and we left, and it was just amazing. Um, you avoid all the tribulations and trials of of the uh, holiday shopping. So. We, we basically got everything done in probably 45 minutes worth of shopping. Amazing. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. What about you, Tim? Uh, this is <laughs> Dolly Parton's America. Here is, we uh, go. Hey. <laughs> hey, now. That's, that's an older show, right? That's not brand new. No, it's, um, well, there's a podcast called Dolly Parton's America. It's, oh. a, it's the guys that do Radio Lab. Um, okay, and it's a seven episode thing he's doing. I think it was seven or eight episodes, and it's I'm almost it's almost over now. And it's just I guess he grew up in the in the South, and uh, and so Dolly Parton is a you know pretty important figure in his life, and she's a pretty important figure in all of our lives. She's a household name, and it's just super fascinating. Um, they just like she's way more interesting. Like we already know how interesting she is, but she's even more interesting. Um, yeah. And what what she's done and what she's accomplished in her sort of passive approach to feminism and to you know uh human rights and stereotypes and and, uh, and racism and all it's just really interesting um because she's not a political person she won't ever go out and say anything political and she's one of the few people left in our country that like everybody loves you know what i mean like everybody yeah. loves Sally Parton. nobody's got a bad <clears throat> thing to say about her and that's pretty special and unique and so it's, it's been really interesting Really yeah. interesting. Like, so I didn't expect it to be interesting. Like, I figured I'd listen to one because it was like, oh, it just kind of, you know, it was like a bonus on the Radio Lab thing. And I li- and I, after the first one, I was like, oh, I got to go listen to all these. Uh, I, I take mine back. Um, what caught my attention? Uh, it's a Moody's Christmas. It's a special. It's like a three episode special. It's on network TV. It's with starring Dennis Leary and Elizabeth Perkins. Uh, she used to be Frasier on the Frasier show, his uh, producer, that, oh, that Ross. actress. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, it's hilarious. So tonight's the second episode. We watched the first one. It's it's going to be the new Christmas story. It's going to be the new Christmas movie that you watch every year. It's what was it called again? Like, it's called Moody's Christmas. Moody's Christmas. Yeah, and it's uh, just a, a Chicago family, Dennis Leary, who's amazing. He's sixty in his 60s now, and he still looks pretty incredible. Uh, Elizabeth Perkins and it's just they're the older parents and they just have, it's a crazy family Christmas it's it's really cool so check it out hmm. love it awesome um I'm well I've been I've been uh, catching up on the Mandalorian I don't know Tim if you're watching that no I, I'm not I don't have Disney yeah or anyways oh. oh interesting well you know I don't know, if you know yeah, oh yeah I know exactly I'm gonna have access to it so I will be watching it Okay. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm not gonna Baby like. Yoda. I'm not like a huge. Uh, I, I don't know who that is because it can't be Baby Yoda. It doesn't make any sense in the timeline. The timeline. Yeah. I mean, because it happens uh, okay. between uh, Return of the Jedi and the prequels. Not in the prequels. Sorry. It happens between Return of the Jedi and um, Force Awakens or something. So it's like Yoda is. Several years Dead. or several hundred years old by this point. What, what didn't Yoda die by then? And because Yoda died, yeah. In, um, yeah. What if he's rebirthed? 
That's what I'm wondering. It's like some kind of Yoda reincarnate because he he makes appearances another as one a of ghost. that race. Well, it could be that too, but he makes appearances as a ghost in some of those movies. But I was thinking yeah. maybe it's a reincarnate, but uh, could just be another another. Yeah. Uh, anyways, whatever. I don't want to spoil for anyone. But, <laughs> but uh, anyways, it's pretty good. It's nothing like I'd be like uh, you know you have to see this. But if you're a fan, absolutely. You don't. You sure you don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now? <laughs> no, I don't. I that Yoda hole. <laughs> Ew, Tim, please. Ready, G. This is family. This is family. Yeah, come on, knock it off. Um, yeah. So I've been watching that, and uh, and what else? And actually, to fall asleep at night, I've been watching. Um, I think season six. I'm on now of like DS9. Did you ever get oh, yeah. into the Star Trek DS9? I need to watch, I watch it, again. it. I actually watched it when it came out, so I, yeah. I remember it. I liked it a lot, actually. But there was like the the one season with the Dominion was just like, yeah, it's off the chain. That's the one to watch. Anyway, season uh, that was season six. <laughs> well, it starts in season five. Five, okay, yeah. Yeah, so there's there's that much of it. Um, all right, uh, our websites. Um, mine's currently down, so I'll come up with another one for next <laughs> week. But. Uh, WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, and NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We absolutely love hearing from you guys. And clearly, you know, uh, we take your emails very seriously because this whole topic was based off one that I got this afternoon. Um, info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed uh, Audio. And on iTunes, leave us those reviews. There's a link on our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. It will pop open your iTunes, and you can leave a review right there. And uh, don't bother leaving anything other than five stars, because uh, that's just not cool. And also, yep. we will read it out loud if it's five stars. So there's a you know win-win right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio, the absolute best way to keep us flawlessly on the air. <laughs> Seamlessly on the air. Seamlessly on the air, yes. <laughs> We'll see how this one's spliced together. Um, yep. and, uh, and that's all I got. So thanks, everybody, and have a great week. Bye, everybody. Be good. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs>